0: John, you are warehouse manager at St Albans Food Bank. And we'll come to all the details of what that means in a moment. And we'll come in particular to the warehouse because it's a pretty important issue at the moment. Food banks have been running in St Albans for some years now, I think.
1: We started in 2014 with one distribution centre. That has gradually extended from one to now, we're now running six these operate for about two hours each week in a particular location around St Albans. We've got three in St Albans, one in Wheat Hampstead, one in uh, Harpenden. Those are, are regularly uh, attended by you know, often quite a, a large number of people, but the numbers do vary. This year already we are on a fairly substantial track to get close to 10,000
0: can you just explain to me a person can go to a food bank with a voucher which they've been given by one of the agencies it may be a school it may be a gp surgery it may be a health visitor and that's a voucher for three days
1: yes the idea is it's uh, three days emergency food it's just a selection of items that the trussell trust uh, have decided would make a, a nutritionally balanced emergency food package And so we put those all together, and then those are issued to to individuals. Sometimes they're in in sets of one, obviously, but it can be for two people or four people, because we have no way of predicting who's actually going to come to us. So we have to, in one sense, guess how much each centre will need, and then send combinations of things over that will enable, if a family of four comes, say, then fine, we give them a four-pack. But if it's a family of six, we can give them a four and a two. So that's normally the way we have to operate.
0: Many people will assume that these are people who haven't got work. That's not at all true, is it?
1: There are people like that, but there are also people who are in work but just find it very difficult to make ends meet You can get situations that people suddenly run into, you know, the car breaks down, they have to get to work, not get paid if they don't get to work, so, you know, what do they do? And obviously uh, an option is the food bank, and those are the sorts of situations that we can certainly help with. But many different reasons, of course, Uh, you know, domestic violence is another one which we, we do encounter, unfortunately. People just do struggle in in many different
0: ways and obviously we're just here to do what we can to help. And many of those people will be on universal credit and so with the coming to an end of the £20 top-up that was provided by the government during the Covid period, that has now been withdrawn. Do you anticipate an increase in the number of people who will come to you as a result? We think it's really quite likely, but
1: as with all of these things, uh, it will just take a little bit of time to see what the impact is. The other thing that does concern us about that is, of course, there's extra pressure on people's uh, income because of the rising fuel costs. So the £20 disappearing and the fuel costs going up is almost a perfect storm for people to get into trouble
0: and we could add to that perhaps that the end of the furlough scheme as well because that's been a great sustaining program for a lot of people and it's coming to an end and not everybody coming off furlough will find that they've got the same employment opportunity as before
1: yes that's certainly true so you know that that again is another possibility that we will increase the demand that we're expecting
0: I think the majority of your food comes to you because people leave it in these supermarket boxes that every supermarket has.
1: We get a steady supply from the supermarket boxes and that does help us enormously throughout the year. But in addition to that, we, at this time of year particularly, get a large amount of stuff from schools through the Harvest Festival season. For instance, in the next four days, I'm going to have, I think it's nine schools where we are either collecting or they are delivering. That's probably going to be something like about 1,800, 2,000 kilograms of stuff that we will have to take in, examine, date, sort, crate up. That's always a really big exercise and to the warehouse, of course, is also at the same time to try and keep producing the parcels for everybody because despite this mass of donations coming in, you have got to keep the flow going out at the same time and that can be somewhat tricky to do when the floor is a sea of boxes and crates and things. We do accept donations in cash. If anybody wants to do so, the best thing to do is to go to our website. And on our website, there's a page, Give Help. And on Give Help, there's Donate Money. And if you click there, there are several different ways that you can give donations. You can either make a one-off donation or you can use the local giving or paypal facilities that are there to to make donations and you can also do regular donations if you so wish and that also gives you the ability to gift aid the donations so that's always a, the best place to actually go and donate money to us
0: because many of us who go to the, to our regular supermarkets we get to the end and think oh there's the box and i forgot to get some stuff to put it in we should write it on our shopping list shouldn't we
1: that would be good and what you can do is on that same give help page there is another entry for donate food and if you look at that donate food page you will actually see a shopping list which says these are the sorts of things we want these are the sorts of things we don't want and just for everybody's uh, information the thing that we don't want is pasta we have a mountain of pasta we've been given huge quantities of it and we think we've got at least a year's supply without anybody giving us any more so tins and packets but no packets of pasta
0: tins of what for instance
1: soup tinned meats tinned fruit We uh, would really like uh, long-life milk as well, because we get through a large amount of that. Essentially, every parcel that we send out has got a litre of milk in it. So if you're sending out 60, 70, 80 parcels a week, then you need 60 or 70 or 80 litres of milk a week. And, um, you know, that that mounts up. Fruit juice, another one that uh, we put in every pack. So again, we need substantial quantities of that tinned rice puddings uh, and another thing that's useful you know custards
0: and all of this information is on your website now which is st uk.
1: st uk. Volunteers still needed? We are reasonably well supplied with volunteers at the moment, but we can put people on waiting lists if if people are interested because there is usually a a turnover which inevitably happens and we have some volunteers certainly who possibly have been on furlough and they may disappear, so we're, we're never sure. So it's always useful to ask us if we're short rather than assuming we're okay.
0: You mentioned the perfect storm before, and I think you've got an additional problem which you're trying to grapple with at the moment, which is that you have your warehouse, which is your operational centre, but your access to that is going to run out fairly soon.
1: We have to be out by the 12th of November, so we're really struggling at the moment. We have had several things that uh, we have attempted to resolve in getting a new location, but those haven't as yet come to fruition. So we're really struggling to make sure that we've got somewhere to move to, even if it is a temporary measure, but obviously the less that we have to move, the better. So we really would like to find somewhere of a, a suitable size uh, in the district that we can move to once. That's their, that's our ideal. But uh, if we're stuck with having to move twice, then I suppose that's what we'll have to do.
0: But if you don't find something temporary, you haven't got anywhere. That's right. Yeah,
1: it is a major issue. Um, And if there's no warehouse, unfortunately, there are no food banks can run. It is critical that we find somewhere to have as a a base that, that enables us to operate for the next six months or so.
0: Give us a description of what you need, even if it's just for six months.
1: Well, ideally, we're looking for something that has got maybe about 2,500 square feet or 250 square meters, if you prefer that. Ideally, it's got easy access because, obviously, the van needs to be able to get close to the warehouse. We need to trundle dollies of crates in and out, so it needs to be you know level surface, reasonable parking access available, not necessarily that it's attached to the, the actual building, but that there's places for our volunteers to be able to park when they come. The building could be smaller than that if uh, it was maybe say about three meters high because we could consider putting higher racking in to accommodate us so that we could go up rather than spread out that's essentially the sort of size and thing we're looking for at the moment
0: it feels like this is the even more perfect storm because if you don't find somewhere for temporary we've got a lot of food that's got to get out of where it is
1: absolutely yeah so that is a an issue that is exercising me and uh, the other trustees at the moment (laughs) very very much so yes we're definitely trying to see any other options we have that might come good in the next few weeks
0: i guess you've got all the proper agents that you've contacted all the sorts of places you would expect to go to
1: yes like unfortunately st albans is not well i won't say well supplied but the pressure on finding a suitable warehouse accommodation is is high and when suitable ones come up you often find that they get snapped up very quickly and of course we have been very lucky for the last two years in having effectively a, a rent-free accommodation No, we're not necessarily expecting that it will be rent free but commercial rents are very expensive as well so we are having to dig deep if necessary to pay for this.
0: And a retail outlet on the high street would be no use to you?
1: Unfortunately not Uh, they're not nearly big enough. Three years ago when we moved from Youth with a Mission our warehouse was 600 square feet and we managed it's inconceivable that we could do that now because the demand has gone up so much that we have no way that we could fit anything in we are just uh, straining at the seams uh, whenever we, we get the, the full Harvest Festival quantities in.
0: So you really want anybody listening to ask around, look for the contacts, come up with creative ideas, keep an eye out for space that might be becoming vacant? Garages are no use to, are they?
1: They're really too small, and they're usually very scattered around. And you've also got issues probably with rodents and the light, right? So you would be limited in what you could put into them as well. So they're not ideal, really. Like they're they're an obvious thing that you say, well, you know, maybe we could, but uh, often it's not the best place to actually store food that you're trying to ship out a bit
0: later on in the year. Because the nature of that food, it's it's always dry food, is that right?
1: It's primarily tins and packets, and obviously the tins won't take too much of a problem in a, in a garage, but the packets are a different matter entirely, so we tend to try and avoid putting anything like that in storage where you might have a, a rodent problem. It's difficult at the moment to just be sure just how soon we can find somewhere. We have a number of places where it looks encouraging, but sometimes it isn't quite an our gift to be able to get people to move quickly because you've got legal issues that sometimes get uh, in the way <laughs> where people want uh, you know to make sure that leases are signed etc and sometimes this can just take a bit longer than you really want it's just something we're we're still pressing on and hoping that we can make progress as quickly as possible we're very grateful for your help to uh, to try and just uh, shake something out of the trees hopefully that we can make good use of
0: Thanks to John for that uh, explanation of all the problems and needs. Now, if you can help by identifying any space that would perhaps work as a warehouse or distribution centre for our local food bank, please contact John at warehouse at district.foodbank.org.uk And the website, as John said, is district.foodbank.org.uk if you want to help in any other way. And in case you think this city and district is so wealthy, or at least comfortable, that uh, it doesn't need a food bank service, remember, last year they supplied 10,000 food boxes, and this year could well be more. John mentioned the six locations at which they distribute food. Here they are, and their times of opening. Uh,
1: the first uh, distribution centre that uh, we run in the week is on a Tuesday from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock at Christchurch in High Oaks, New Greens. The second one is from 4 o'clock to 5.30 at the Cunningham Hub in Selbarns Lane. On Wednesday we open one at the Christadelphian Church in Abbots Avenue. On Thursday we open from 12.30 to 2.30 in the Hildike Community Centre in Wheat On Friday from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock we're open at the Caldon Community Centre in London Coney. And from one o'clock to three o'clock, we're open at Crabtree Church in
0: Harpenden. So there you have it. Those are the times and places for food distribution. Before that, you heard about the types of food that's needed, not least no more pasta, but plenty of long-life milk, tinned meat, tinned soups, and I guess a few of those treats that make life a little better when times are bad. If you can contribute, check on the website for the food list or consider making a regular donation. And, of course, if you hear of uh, premises that are suited to warehouse or distribution use, please get in touch with John. The time is very short.